Meat Deli Show. In our defense, they did leave us unsupervised. The show starts now. interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. The Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, by air, President Roosevelt has just announced. The attack also was made on all naval and military activities on the principal island of Oahu. We take you now to Washington. The details are not available. They will be in a few minutes. The White House is now giving out a statement. The attack apparently was made on all naval and on naval and military activities on the principal island of Oahu. The president's brief statement was read to reporters by Stephen Early, the president's secretary. A Japanese attack upon Pearl Harbor naturally would mean war. Such an attack would naturally bring a counterattack, and hostilities of this kind would naturally mean that the president would ask Congress for a declaration of war. There is no doubt from the temper of Congress that such a declaration would be granted. Thus, we have official announcements from the White House that Japanese airplanes have attacked Pearl Harbor in Hawaii and have now attacked Army and Navy bases in Manila. We return you now to New York and we'll give you later information as it comes along from the White House. We return you now to New York. Kate Daly Show. Wow. It's really a trip hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. Naturally. We're on the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. We do. There are some things to say about Pearl Harbor. And uh, Chris Ann Hall is uh, stuck in a meeting. <laughs> so, so she won't be joining us today. And um, we did have a couple of things to talk about with her, but we can still talk about those yes, things. Yes, we yeah, can. Yeah, we can because there was a lot there. And, and on Pearl Harbor, too. Um, if you'd like to call in about that, we don't have very many vets left. No. Do we? That's so sad, too. Um, you know, one of my favorite people, Don Fotheringham, is still alive. And uh, he fought. He actually fudged his birthday so that he could go in at 16. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of the surviving, mm-hmm. like Pearl Harbor survivors, did that. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't still be here, probably, right. if they were of age at the time. And what was the, you know, there was this huge, I shouldn't say what was that, because I do know why. And there was this huge drive to secure the country, love for country, which I love. I love that. And we should love our country. I think it's amazing. And well, I think it, what, you know, what, what, what provokes somebody to put their life on the line and basically run in to the problem. I like that. Yeah, but the the main issue is that in those days, mm-hmm. people loved the country. They loved the United States of America. They truly thought it was in danger because they had been listening in the news mm-hmm. of what's going on in yes. Europe. Yes. And it was a different time and a different place with mm-hmm. a different American patriot. Yeah. The patriots are gone today. I don't know. I, I think I think the Patriots are still there. Well, I'm talking about the younger generation mm, Patriots. Yeah. I think I think that there is a lot of uh, screwed up education and messed up um, uh, knowledge and understanding about the Constitution. And I so I think that there are, are even people that think I know I I know some people who think they're Patriots, 
And they're the worst abusers of censorship. They're the worst abusers of, they love socialism. They don't realize it. They love it. It's weird to me. It's like a, it's like a in our head kind of patriotism without all the context and knowledge. Do you know what I mean? I, one of the things that bothers me today mm-hmm. is how many, you know, Parents let their mm-hmm. children, especially their boys, their uh-huh. young men, right. stay at home until mm-hmm. they're 26, 27, 28 yeah. years old. Instead of letting them stay home and sit on their behind doing nothing until mm-hmm. they're almost 30 years old, yeah. why not encourage them to mm-hmm. spend two years or three years in the military mm. and learn a trade? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say learn the trade without the military. Yeah, that would be my take. Well, I don't want okay. my boys. So in the then, then unlike most countries, mm-hmm. we end up with an untrained military mm-hmm. because most countries have required service. Right. So that when you're young, you mm-hmm. get some semblance well, of what military service is about. But if they stopped abusing them, I I would be okay with it. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like they're guinea pigs in whatever they concoct. And so if they didn't get the military to join under those pretenses, would they ever change the pretenses in order to get the military back? Because a lot of people are like, I'm not joining. I'm not going to be your guinea pig. I'm not going to go do your bidding for for what you're getting out of it. And, uh, uh, you know, they can kind of see through it now. And that's been going on for decades. That may be, Kate. But on the other hand, the vast majority of military people don't go into combat. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of it's behind the scenes service Mm -hmm. and support units. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, people who go into combat get it pretty rough. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about that. But going into combat is pretty rough, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we'll take your calls on this. But I do want to play an excerpt from Dr. Robert uh, Higgs talking about the truth of Pearl Harbor. Let's take a listen, shall we? This is only about three minutes long. Here we go. In June 1940, Henry Stimson, who had been Secretary of War under Taft and Secretary of State under Hoover, became Secretary of War again, and no friend of the Japanese. In support of the so-called open-door policy for China, Stimson favored the use of economic sanctions to obstruct Japan's advance in Asia. The Roosevelt administration, while curtly dismissing Japanese diplomatic overtures to harmonize relations, accordingly imposed a series of increasingly stringent economic sanctions on Japan. On July 26, 1941, Roosevelt froze Japanese assets in the United States, thus bringing commercial relations between the nations to an effective end. One week later, Roosevelt embargoed the export of such grades of oil as were still in commercial flow to Japan. The British and the Dutch followed suit, embargoing exports to Japan from their colonies in Southeast Asia. Roosevelt and his subordinates knew they were putting Japan in an untenable position and that the Japanese government might well try to escape the stranglehold by going to war. Having broken the Japanese diplomatic code, the American leaders knew, among many other things, 
what Foreign Minister Toyota had communicated to Ambassador Nomura in July 31st. I read from that message, Commercial and economic relations between Japan and third countries, led by England and the United States, are gradually becoming so horribly strained that we cannot endure it much longer. Consequently, our empire, to save its very life, must take measures to secure the raw materials of the South Seas." Close quote. Because American cryptographers had also broken the Japanese naval code, the leaders in Washington also knew that Japan's measures would include an attack on Pearl Harbor. Yet they withheld this critical information from the commanders in Hawaii, who might have headed off the attack or prepared themselves better to defend against it. That Roosevelt and his chieftains did not ring the toxin makes perfect sense. After all, the impending attack constituted precisely what they had been seeking for a long time. As Stimson confided to his diary after a meeting of the War Cabinet on November 25, 1941, quote, the question was how we should maneuver them into firing the first shot without allowing too much danger to ourselves, close quote. After the attack occurred, Stimson confessed that, quote, my first feeling was of relief that a crisis had come in a way which would unite all our people. <laughs> Ouch. That was pretty damning. Thoughts? That was Dr. Robert Hicks. You know, it, it, you never know everything. Yeah. That's my thought. Mm-hmm. You never know everything. Had we not entered World War II... What would the outcome have been for us? We don't know mm-hmm. that. But at the time, the people in charge thought they did. Yeah. There's a lot of people that think that it would have fizzled out in Europe. And, uh, and it was our joining it. And then we, we um, made a lot of, lot of money over here, took a lot of money over here for, well, Senior Bush, his dad, was in charge of a lot of arms going over. And we had an office right there in Germany that never got destroyed. And we had, just right there, middle of Germany, um, just a lot of superfluous incoming data on this doesn't look good. And and when they said united at the end, I went, that was so reminiscent of 9-11 for me. I was like, ooh. Yeah, but at the the same time, war has mm-hmm. always been full mm-hmm. of profiteers. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Even the Revolutionary War sure. had profiteers. That's not uncommon. Mm-hmm. At the time we finally entered the war, though, Germany completely controlled Europe. Mm. We had to do a beach landing in France to get involved in the Europe War. Mm-hmm. So things had progressed a long way at that time. But we weren't there, mm-hmm. and and compared to right. today, it was a different world then, too. Let's take a quick call. We'll take your calls after this. Uh, hi, caller. Welcome to the show. 30 seconds. I was really going to echo what Uncle Milk is saying right mm-hmm. now, but 
you know, that's one war where there's profits will all be made, always yeah. be made. But the amount of power and territory and materials that those countries were seizing mm-hmm. at that time in World War II, and the people we know, the corruption, the evil that led those three places, I mean, Mussolini was a baby compared to the other two. He just couldn't get it together mm. fully to, to, to participate. But if we would have let them go, whether there's, you know, Papa Bush and the rest of them get in there, mm-hmm. we would have had to deal with it later. So, uh, okay. not, I mean, comparable to 9-11, how they allowed Pearl Harbor, but um, I, I feel still is the, right, the righteous one for the greatest generation. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. We're going to come right back. We'll take your calls. I want to hear what you have to say. Um I don't have a whole lot of opinions on this. I'm as many as you would think (laughs) that I would. But I do want to hear what you have to say. And uh, we'll we'll give you all the microphone when we come back on the Kate Daly Show. Hi, everybody. This is important. There is a very, very little known IRS loophole. And you have the ability right now to safeguard your IRA or 401k and have it be backed by, with gold. And this is an amazing little loophole that Birch Gold will tell you about. And you need to get this information. You text 989898, that number, and text the name Kate in the message part, okay? So the phone number is 989898. Just think of that as the phone number. Text that number. And then, of course, text the name Kate. It's not true diversification if your savings depend on the stability of the dollar. So gold and silver were money long before. And of course, you need to make sure that you have plenty of gold and silver. And silver is amazing too. So make sure you've got that. Also, it's a safeguard against inflation um, and also protecting against economic downturns too. When crisis strikes, desperate investors They seek shelter from the storm. And so this is where you can own your own uh, safe haven assets and get some sleep and sleep a little better and soundly than anyone else. So please learn how gold and silver can do that for you and then also work for you, not just to have in your home, but work for you. That's huge, you guys. This is why I like Birch Gold. This is why Ron Paul likes Birch Gold. This is why he has been talking about them for a long time is because these guys know those loopholes. They understand what you guys can do uh, to safeguard your money safeguard your assets. This is a big deal because with digital currency coming in, you're going to want to do this right now. All you have to do is text Birch Gold, text him 989898 and text the name Kate. Thanks, you guys. This is the Kate Daly Show. Love incarnate, love divine Star Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. A little uh, Lauren Daigle for you uh, with Chris uh, Tomlin on Noel. And uh, welcome back, of course. Uh, text 989898. We do have some information on uh, currency today, if we can get to it, gold and all kinds of things um, that you need to know about, things that are happening today. So we'll get to that a little bit later in the program. But please text 989898 and text my name, Kate, and get some good, free information I would never tell you to do this unless I knew that it would be helpful for you. Please get the info. It's free. So what are you waiting for? And just look at it. Maybe you'll be able to help somebody else. I don't know. Um, If not you. But uh, this is about getting things backed up with gold. Okay? Very important right now. All right. So uh, Uncle Milty and I, 
uh, are here discussing uh, Pearl Harbor in maybe a different way than most people would, I guess, and just kind of really looking at the overall situation this many years later. But I just want to make sure everybody realizes my own grandfather was in Hawaii during this time and just happened to be on leave during Pearl Harbor. His ship was away. And and so this is nothing to do with those who fought or those who were killed or those that stepped up. Nothing. All I'm talking about, and I think all we're, we're referencing is, is how the administrations of the different countries, what they were doing, how yep. they, what, you know, and sadly our soldiers are, are usually the, the people in the middle. And this has nothing to do with that. My own grandfather was there. So, you know. I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen any of the mm-hmm. documentaries that are done about the German soldiers or the Japanese soldiers mm-hmm. that fought during World War mm-hmm. II. Mm-hmm. But when you hear them talk, they complained about all the same right. things. Right. They didn't like what their government was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Most people don't. No. Most people don't because the people usually want uh, peace. A lot of the, uh, the peace. <laughs> and it's usually the administrations that don't. Yep. Um, all right, caller, go right ahead. You got about a minute. Yeah, thank you for this important subject. Uh, there was no, it wasn't profiteering, it was mass murder. Torturing mass murder, what FDR and both. his co-conspirators did, they identified at least five of them, the head of the naval operations, the sec- Secretary of War, Stinson, that was referenced in your clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marshall was al- almost certainly uh, head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, mm-hmm. uh, members of this conspiracy. They maximized death toll at Pearl Harbor. Uh, FDR required the Admiral to, to p- keep all the battleships there, and he said that was uh, suicide, and he resigned, but FDR found somebody that would put them all there and it wasn't just those 2400 naval and mostly naval some army that died at pearl harbor uh u.s soldiers yeah. uh they, they somehow they died some of them yeah. died torturous deaths because they had to jump in or were blown into the water that was on fire the oil leaks were on fire and they burned to death and some didn't burn, burn to death and they would we would have been better off if they had and i talked to somebody uh, told me about seeing some of those people that was there yeah. but what's really important here is that about 80 90 percent of the american public polls said they didn't want to go to war in europe or yeah. in asia yeah. why because they, they knew they had been lied to about world war one they were so angry at our government so they needed this pearl harbor the embargo around japan of oil was an act of war international act of war japan is industrial was an industrial state they had to have war oil they had no they had no oil of their own mm-hmm. uh the and it's not just the 2300 of 24 that died in Pearl Harbor. Because FTR demanded all those battleships there, we had no battleship uh, fleet. We still had some carriers and so forth mm-hmm. after Pearl Harbor. So when the Japanese expanded their attack in, uh, in Philippines, mm-hmm. they killed about 10 times as many Americans, and uh, they killed off hundreds of thousands of, of uh, Filipinos. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, you know, it was four years before. Uh, MacArthur could return there and, and right. finally win that war, but there was about thir- ten times more Americans died in the Philippines because we had no battleships. We would not have lost the ba- uh, Philippines, according to the experts, if we had the battleships. We didn't have them, so we lost them and all those Americans. Uh, it's really important that we realize the Germans had no naval fleet uh, yeah, they- at all that could have attacked America. Yeah. Neither did Japan. We were isolated, mm-hmm. and so there. And if the war 
had continued between Germany and basically Germany and Russia mainly. Mm-hmm. The belief is by the experts they would have killed themselves off, and mm-hmm. they wouldn't have had the, the Soviets and the Red Chinese killing another 100 million yeah. people after that war. Yes. That uh, there would have been only one superpower in the world, and it would be called the United States of America. Yeah. It's really important people learn. Let me give you some sources. Well, we don't have time. I've got to go to a break, but thank you for that call. Look. Um, he's right about the fact that they could have not conquered the United States. There was no way. And um, many experts have actually, experts that are actually experts, have talked about the fact that they couldn't even cross the English Channel to conquer England. Which they never did. Yep. <laughs> Be right. Hi, everybody. I'm Kathy Lee Gifford, and I've been around a long time. Every one of us, as we age, realizes that things are changing in our bodies, in the world around us. Lots of times I don't like what's happening, Uh, so what can I do about it? Well, the one thing we can do is pray, right? The other thing we can do is take better care of ourselves. I do that by taking balance of nature because I'm not really good at nutrition. I'm too busy, I'm on the run, and I don't eat enough vegetables, and I certainly don't eat enough fruit. And when I take balance of nature, I can feel good that I've done something for myself that I can actually control. So take control, get balance of nature. Celebrate Christmas with us. Go to balanceofnature.com and sign up as a new preferred customer to get 35% off your first order, plus a free fiber and spice supplement. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this exclusive holiday offer by using discount code. This is the Kate Daly Show. I welcome you. Of course, uh, make sure and go to my wonderful sponsors. They're they're there for a reason. They keep this show going. And also, I love the products and I take them. That's why I chose them um, personally. And most hosts don't, don't, don't really get to do that. In some cases, they do. But for the most part, those things are done for them. Not me. I love my sponsors. <laughs> so I love Birch Gold. I like the fact that they um, really educate people. I love Balance of Nature. Um, you can you can still get a free uh, uh, spice and fiber uh, tub of um, of drink in order to be able to um, make sure and get your immune system back. It's just a wonderful product. Um, so you can get that free when you order Balance of Nature. Balanceofnature.com. Code word is Kate. Also FIQ. Uh, ActivateFIQ.com for copper and whole C and for um, uh, magnesium. And then, of course, uh, MyPillow.com, and I love all their products <laughs> equally. I'm serious. I, I do. I love them all. Um, MyPillow.com, code word is Kate. All right. We're talking a little bit about um, World War II. There's not too many people around anymore. And I just wanted to say this. this. This came from Lou Rockwell, who's been on our show and has endorsed our show. And he runs LouRockwell.com and uh, great friends with Tom Woods to Ron Paul to you name it. And he said, Prior to the U.S. entry into World War II, the American people were overwhelmingly opposed to entering the conflict. Just like the caller before said, um, there were two things. One, a non-interventionist foreign policy that was the founding policy of the United States. And it remained the founding uh, policy, foreign policy of the United States for up to 100 years. They were kind of angry with World War I because they said that um, massive destruction took place of liberty that came with that war. 
then also they said um, it was only because President uh, Franklin Roosevelt intentionally provoked and maneuvered the Japanese into attacking Pearl Harbor. Um, and the U.S. ended up entering the conflict, of course. And then he said, even now, Roosevelt apologists now acknowledge what he did, but defend it by arguing that his actions were for the greater good, defending the Nazis as supposedly conquering the world. The problem with that is, is that they couldn't have. And so he's saying, look, they couldn't even cross the English Channel to conquer England. And at the risk of belaboring the obvious, it would have been militarily impossible for Hitler's forces to have crossed the Atlantic Ocean and successfully invaded and conquered the United States, even back then with the size of our military. Um, And so mainstream historians and newspapers, Lou Rockwell said, have long pointed out this defeating Germany saved Europe from Nazi control. But it was always clear from the beginning that Hitler was moving east, not west, toward the Soviet Union, whose communist regime he considered the real enemy of Germany. What what do you feel? Well, it's it's absolutely true. I mean, that is why the United States mainland has never been invaded. Yeah. It's almost impossible. Yeah. yeah. And to li- have the troops mm-hmm. to invade the United States right. would have left Europe unprotected by the Nazis. There, there was no way. And right now, Biden, uh, King Dingling, is threatening uh, U.S. forces intervention and sanctions on Russia is just kind of eerie. Same kinds of things. We should take a call, but go ahead. Well, right. Reality is important, but we still have to understand that people believed the BS. Yeah. And, and yeah. just like today, just like people today. believe the BS. If we could once get past well, that. I just wish you could learn something. I yeah. mean, hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yeah, hi, Kate. Hi, hi Uncle Milton. Hi. Hey, um, yeah, I'm of the opinion that the uh, World War II and all the wars are mm-hmm. contrived. Mm-hmm. And we play checkers, and we think in terms of checkers. Well, these guys are playing chess, and some say 3D chess, right? Right. So it's so to, I, I heard one of the callers call in and say, well, if we didn't enter World War II, then mm-hmm. look at what would have happened with mm-hmm. German and Italian domination. But as you know, Prescott Bush was involved with the Bank of New York mm-hmm. and financing yeah. this war yeah. along with the other powers. Mm-hmm. So they totally set us up. They set us up for each one of the wars, and they're setting us up for World War Three, mm-hmm. just like Albert Pike, yeah, the Satanist, um, Mason, Kabbalah mm-hmm. wizard, mm-hmm. predicted. Yeah. And it's not even really a prediction. They're right. just guiding us down this path because they're all Satanists. And mm-hmm. instead of being fruitful and multiply, they are doing their father's bidding, which is to kill, maim, and destroy. Yes. Yeah. And that's how they think. No, I'm with you. Thank you for the call. I really, really love the call. Oh, I, want, I want to say what you. you betcha. I want to give you what um, Lou Rockwell said, because on the, previously on the show, we talked about reports that came out that most Britons couldn't have even told you why they were going to war. They didn't know. Okay, no one knew. They were, everyone was pretty confused at that point as far as really what they were doing. I mean, essentially kind of what they were doing. And he said the reason that England declared war on Germany was to honor the guarantee that England had given to Poland. So it was an empty guarantee because England knew that it lacked the military capability 
to free the Poles from German control. So at the end of the war and ever since, mainstream historians and newspapers have waxed eloquent about how we defeated the Nazis. The operative word, however, is we, because we included the Soviet Union, which was ruled by one of the most brutal communist regimes in the world. And it was the Soviet Union that ended up controlling Poland and Czechoslovakia and all of Eastern Europe yeah. and also the Eastern half of Germany. So, yes, the Poles were freed from Nazi tyranny at the end of the war, only to be made to suffer for the next 45 years under communist tyranny. U.S. officials and mainstream historians and commentators have always called for a victory for freedom. The Poles and the Eastern Europeans have always felt differently about such a victory. And, and that's great looking back to know these things. Yes. But now put yourself in 1940, mm -hmm. having heard a decade of right. stories about the rise of Hitler mm -hmm. and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. Hitler on Time magazine, and by the way. And that narrative mm -hmm. brainwashed the people. Yes. It, I mean, it did. It brainwashed yes. them. He said, Lou Rockwell said, virtually no Jews were saved by the war. He said by the time the war was over, almost all that they were setting out to kill had been killed yep. at that point. And, of course, you keep in mind that Hitler offered to let German Jews leave Germany in the 30s. The Roosevelt administration, like all other nations around the world, said that they could not come to the United States. The reason? Anti-Semitism. The same anti-Semitism that has afflicted Nazi Germany. And uh, he said, Google Voyage of the Damned for more information on that. But after the war was over... The U.S. officials immediately converted uh, Hitler's enemy and America's wartime partner, the Soviet Union, into America's new official enemy. Remember, hiding under your desks in the 50s, okay, from Russia. And Americans were told an even bigger threat to the U.S. than Hitler had been. Um, the fierce anti-communist mindset that had driven Hitler is now adopted by U.S. officials and their cold war against the wartime partner and ally was used to convert the federal government into a limited um, into a limited government republic to a national security state and a type of totalitarian structure that brought coups, assassinations, regime change operations, alliances uh, with dictatorial uh, regimes and all the rest and more power to the Pentagon. And here we are today, full here circle, anti-Semitism yep. being used again to encourage war. Yep. And then the Cold War, he said, brought U.S. interventions in North Korea and Vietnam, which cost the lives of 100,000 more American men, as well as countless injuries, not to mention the massive death and destruction that U.S. forces wreaked on the people of North Korea and North Vietnam. And U.S. officials claimed that ab absent intervention the dominoes would fall to the Reds, with the final domino being the United States. Despite the stalemate in Korea, total defeat of U.S. forces in Vietnam, at the hands of the communists, the dominoes never fell, and America and United States is still standing. Ooh. Well, we were told that the would... domino theory was real. Yeah. The, the problem is, is that the communists didn't mm -hmm. believe in the domino <laughs> theory. <laughs> right? Yeah. So do we still believe our government? I mean, I, all this show, do we not poke through the lies for several hours? It used to be three hours, but now it's two, two hours a day. The lie, the lie, the lie. Again and again and again. When are we going to wise up? Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Hey. 
Hey, guys, go to the website. Look for FIQ Copper. The Recuperate Copper product is amazing. I've been taking it, and I've got blood tests to prove how well I'm doing since I've been taking it. Also, uh, I take the magnesium with it. That's very important, too. So I also take their magnesium. I ordered their Whole C, which I absolutely love, and their cod liver oil. If you need thyroid help, that's a wonderful place to start with thyroid naturally. So they have so many wonderful products, but you have to click on the FIQ um, ad at the bottom of Kate Daly Radio. And I hope you do so because you're going to get terrific prices on these products. And I believe in the delivery system of these products. They are amazing. FIQ is off the hook amazing. Try it out. This is the Kate Daly Show. Never meant to live under kings. Um, freedom's where it's at. And uh, he made us all free. And so, of course, we'll take your calls. Why would we not? <laughs> we'll take your calls. It's a really important topic because it's really looking back and trying to learn something that we should have learned back then. I think it was very difficult to learn at that time and when you were in it. And whenever we're in something, it's difficult to know. Because when we've poked holes through stuff right away, Uncle Milty, I mean, people actually get angry at us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How dare you, you know? And I, and it's amazing because I'm thinking, gosh, this is obvious. But there's always this, how dare you? And maybe they're just trying to process information. I don't know what it is. But especially with false flags, I feel like those are pretty obvious now. I don't think they, they try to hide a lot. Um, but as far as... As far as this goes, the last couple of things that um, Lou Rockwell said, and I have to agree with, with his outline because I thought it was really important one. He said, a U.S. president uh, embroils the country in a war that the American citizenry overwhelmingly opposed, a war that left Eastern Europe and half of Germany under communist control for 45 years. And I'm sure that if our, our guest uh, Harold was listening, he would agree as he lived <laughs> yes. in East Germany. And uh, it also gave us the Cold War, never-ending war because of the advent of the UN and, of course, CIA um, doing their thing in both agencies and the WHO, by the way, at the same time. But all agencies not having any any ability to ever prosecute them for what they do. But I'll finish this sentence. Um, it was, uh, they gave us the Cold War, the Korean War, and the Vietnam War, as well as the conversion of our own government in a totalitarian-like national security state, along with the anti-communist crusade, assassination, coups, regime, regime change operations, and alliances with dictatorial regimes. It's quite a victory for the deep state. Well, they had to do it because mm -hmm. just as Eisenhower warned... Yeah. The military-industrial complex yeah. had to keep being fed. Right, And right. the only way to do that mm -hmm. would be to keep us constantly on the brink of war or in some type of conflict. Yes. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Merry Christmas, guys. Hi. Merry Christmas. Day. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, China Joe and his nasties destroyed the Boy Scouts. Yes. And that's where you recruit from is somebody that knows mm. what to do. Yeah. And it's fit. 
Yeah. Do you know that most children can't start a fire without matches? Yeah, I do. If you're out in the wilderness naked, about 3 o'clock in the morning, you might like a little fire. <laughs> Very Milty, true. I can't argue. Yeah. Milty, 12,000 invaders just came into the country yesterday. Yep. I know. Yeah, I heard that, sick. too. It just makes me sick. Thanks Chinese. for the call. Yeah, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. <laughs> The vast, vast majority of Chinese. They're, I know they're from all nations. Yeah. People think, no, it's just the sad, poor, no, the sad, poor South from Americans. Mexico. Yeah. No, <laughs> sorry. Such a lie. It's such a lie. Um, so Lou Rockwell, here's one more thing he said. He said, let's look at the biggest theater of the war, the conflict between Russia and Germany. As the brilliant uh, Ron Unz notes, there is a substantial evidence that Stalin planned to attack Germany and conquer Western Europe in 1941. For many years, this is a quote, I maintained far too many magazine subscriptions, more periodicals than I could possibly read or even skim. So most weeks, they went straight into storage with scarcely more than a glance at the cover. But every now and then, I might casually browse one of them and curious about what I've been missing. And, um, and then of course, you know, he goes on to talk about, you know, what we're dealing with now, but with the Soviet union and and so forth. But there's a lot of talk about the fact that we can see what they're doing again, right? They're trying the same, they keep trying to do the same game plan and now it's sanctions with Russia and now it's, it's Russia, the enemy for 70 years, Russia, the enemy. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> something something about this whole thing just kind of stinks. So, well, you know, when you yeah. think about it, mm-hmm. even calling it the right. Soviet Union, right. a union is a group of people that want to come together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that are forced to. Yeah. Hi, caller. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, Kate. Hi Uncle there. Hi. Hi there. You know, I, the more I dig into this stuff and reading the history and everything like that, and thanks to you, the... Uh, you know, for bringing all these guests on the air and everything the past two and a half years, you're 20 plus million new podcast listens have all come in the last two and a half years. It's amazing what you've done. But, you know, I don't know if you you recommended this book, but there's a book out there that I just got done reading Mm -hmm. called Worldwide Evil and Misery, The Legacy Mm -hmm. of the 13 Satanic Bloodlines. Oh, yeah. And it's Illuminati. and, And this stuff going back to World War Two. I mean, everybody knows. Well, most people know that. Um, you know, two of our greatest, our greatest giants in the industrial age, Henry Ford mm-hmm. and Thomas Watson from IBM, were both heavily involved in yeah. in creating and funding the Nazi war machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is just in, it, it's an yeah. incestuous relationship. And the only people that got rich off of this uh-huh. were were the banksters mm-hmm. and yep. so yep. And just, I agree. It, wars wars are very profitable for one group of families mm-hmm. uh, but then they're very devastating to everybody and, else in the world yes. it's been going on thank you God knows I agree. Anyway, Thank you care. so much. Really appreciate the call. And by the way, the caller was right about there's the profiteering side and then there's the eugenic side. You can kill off a whole lot of people. They also started the vaccination program truly in 1918. Um, but uh, there's so much there's so much I could say right now. Um, I was watching. My husband was laughing at me because there was a Rothschild special. <laughs> And I thought, oh, I got to see this. Mm -hmm. They basically made it sound like the family just begun in 1940. Does anyone? (laughs) 
Do people believe that? Anyway, because it just sparked that memory uh, from last night because the caller uh, talked about, uh, you know, before that. And before that, the Rothschilds were very, very, very busy accumulating a lot of wealth and power. It didn't just start in 1940, but okay. We're just told so many lies in these sort of like documentaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and they sound really convincing and they sound, they sound as if, oh yes, the Rothschilds, they were, you know, beaten up a little bit in history and oh my gosh, they came back. What a comeback story. I'm thinking, come back. Are you kidding me? Oh, the Rothschilds. Anyway, um, they've been at the behest of a lot of things that have gone on. So anyway, um, I know I wish I had time to talk about the Bolsheviks too, because, uh, whoo, that whole thing, everybody realizes that they were caravaned through Europe, right? To get to their destination. It wasn't like just a bad bunch of bad guys took over. They were manipulated to take over. Hmm. I don't know if most people realize that. Uh, we'll be right back though. And of course I'll take your calls because the phones are lighting up. So we'll take your calls right when we come back. Hey, Dally show more with uncle Milty when we come back. Kate. 